0: konnichiwa haji welcome to the unofficial unsanctioned women's uci cycling show my name is daniel san and with me as always to discuss all things women's cycling or more specifically to tell me what's been happening in the world of women's cycling is my dear friend sarah san how are you sarah
1: in fact, like, Dan is still in Tokyo, and he's um, he's he's basically fallen absolutely, completely head over heels in love with Japan. Everything Japanese, every single thing Japanese.
0: It's and... it's a it's a perfect utopia. I, I it's hard to explain. I literally passed a vending machine today called Liquor Store. <laughs> it it had like thirty something kinds of beer and half a dozen kinds of whiskey. It's oh it's so good here so good
1: dan is so dan is dan is going to be that obnoxious person who goes away and then for the rest of his life tells us all about it forever and ever, <laughs> ever how much everything is better in japan
0: <laughs> i have this running joke with sarah every time i go to a country i really wind her up and annoy her by telling her about the time i lived in you know etc <laughs> So uh, it's going to be very amplified for her. I'll try to curb it for the podcast, though. Uh, Yeah,
1: basically, Dan has been—you know—Dan does that thing of before he before he stayed with me last year, he's going on. I've I've been to England. He's been to England for three days, that kind of thing. So, excuse (laughs) me, I've been to England for like
0: seven days. It was like four more than it needed.
1: Some of those were in Scotland. That's a different thing. No, none of those
0: were in Scotland. Scotland's (laughs) got seven days of its own. It's a glorious country and deserves more time.
1: Anyway, so Dan has missed everything about cycling. So this week's women's cycling podcast is Sarah explains to Dan what's been going on while he was away. And it's a bit going to be a bit. And
0: and dan tries not to tell Sarah what he was doing while that rest was on.
1: Oh, that was when I was motorcycling around Mount Fiji. Oh, that was when I was looking at the castle. Oh, that was when I was eating the. The most incredible sushi. Oh, that was when I was getting tattooed by a Japanese tattooing master.
0: (laughs) Oh, craziness! Anyway, that's that's enough of that. There there has been a lot going on this last week, though. Oh Um, my
1: god, (laughs) there were eight separate race streams to watch just this weekend. Amazing live,
0: Uh, just. Amazing. Just, just out of curiosity, and and you know, for the benefit of those playing along at home, how many of those were from, say, major international race organisers with up to a century of experience in putting on and um, and publicising races? One of them. Well, wow. well.
1: So there so, you go. Yeah, no, um. So yeah, we've had, and then there's tons more races. So I'm going to gallop through them because you know Dan has a short attention span. People, <laughs> and he needs to get back to eating incredible Japanese food and seeing seeing utopia and and the future and 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 all those things. Um. So we're gonna kind of keep it short. But yeah, no, we had tons of racing. We had insane amounts of racing on. Um, mountain bike we had some we had road 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 we had crits in america and it was all the crits in america were very australian dan um the last one was won by beck wyzac um the Roswell mm-hmm. quits uh, and speed yep. week six crits over eight days was won by peter mullins
0: oh wow cool So the
1: aussies basically went to the states and stole all their crits
0: it's um it's actually a bit of a tradition of ours
1: to go away and steal things
0: from Americans and English people, yes.
1: Yes, so, um, but not in Japan because Japan is a utopia and you only be- bit behave in utopian ways in Japan. So, yeah, so. Look,
0: their, their heart is open to me, my heart is open to them. We have had a meeting of, of souls and there's no need for theft when there's this much love.
1: Did you know that Dan had a soul, dear listener?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It comes through in every podcast, I'm sure. Um, speaking of which, just, you know, libations.
1: What, what's your libation?
0: <laughs> um, well, right now I'm having a $2.50 uh, Japanese whiskey highball. So, mm. convenience store whiskey. It's the best. 2nd <laughs> only to train whiskey, which is a thing. <laughs> so...
1: So, um, yeah, so racing. Let's start with Glacier Olovar. That's the one that we didn't have any live coverage from. Um, Glacier Olovar is in the Czech Republic. And I find it a bit problematic. um, We've talked about this in the past because it's a development race. It's on at the same time as the Festival Elsie Jacobs in Luxembourg and the... Turley Yorkshire. So by all rights, the big teams should be hitting it up in Festival Elsie Jacobs in the Turley Yorkshire, giving opportunities for the for development teams to have a go in uh in um, in, in, in Glacier all over. But mm. no, every year it's been a bit traditional that one big team goes over and um, gets Sweeps up. Sweeps up immensely basically steals all the all the um, or the racing. And it's, you know, it's it's hard. Um, I find it problematic. And this where it was WM3 Pro Cycling sending over a team without their stars, uh, Mariana Vos and uh, Cassia Nuadoma. New- so I guess there mm-hmm. was that. That they were sending a, you know... Yeah, so it wasn't a
0: fully stacked team. So
1: um, Which is slightly better but it's still, the first stage was won by Liana Marcus, um, who just won her first UCI race at um, Omnit van Borsele. Uh, mm. From WM3, the second stage Stage 2 was won by Anuska Costa Of WM3 Stage 3 was won by the ITT Was won by Rihanna Marcos. Uh Stage 4 was won by uh, Martina Ritter From Drops, Drops's second win Of the season And the, then um, and Stage 5 was won by Ida e- the A Swedish rider from Team Crescent Dare Which is a development team, hurrah um, And the overall uh general classification was liana marcus uh anuska costa monique teneglo of wm3 in one two three um yeah and yeah it was a bit of a walkover by wm3 i well mean i on. guess i guess it's better than normal because uh at least we have some at least there were you know at least it was the development riders of wm3 however i find it problematic dear dear listener <laughs>
0: Yeah, I well look. I can understand that. I can understand it both ways. You know, it is an opportunity for WM three or whoever to sweep up a few points and and um, you know solidify the team's palmares for the season. But you know, uh, it's one of those ones too that I guess I, I totally take your point about where it's at now. But um, I guess, like we were talking about last week and and have a few times already this season, um, I'm kind of hopeful that. If we continue on the current arc of more races um, and better races, and more, um, you know, for example, in the classics, you know, longer classics uh, section of the season with more hilly classics included, etc., um, that we will see teams being able to, well, I guess, I guess basically see the sport growing itself to a point where it can more readily support two clear tiers of racing, yeah. um, and and that it will sort of work itself out. But yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm with yeah. you. I mean, it, I mean, it's yeah. And so let's get to the to, to the to the first cat racing. Then we have Gracia Allover. I'm sorry, Festival Elsie Jacobs. Um, the Festival Luxembourgois de Cyclisme Feminine Elsie Jacobs. Now this year it had a live stream for the first time ever, but it was a bit of a weird one um, because there were technical problems. But also they had like a motor, a race moto, which for some reason only filmed from the back of the bunch. Okay. Now, if this was a case of actually their motorbike driver had never done this before, and so they were keeping their distance to keep safe, that's fine. But it did make watching it quite difficult.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, how big was the, the main bunch at that point? Like... Oh,
1: like, no, I mean, the thing was, was like when it was like a large bunch, you could go, okay, yeah, I understand. But once they get down to a small group, and the small group is clearly only riding on one side of the road, so there was mm. room to pass it was just bizarre it was completely strange so it was it was one of those things where you start questioning is it better to have no stream than to have a difficult stream and i know it's an incomprehensible about... stream yeah, yeah. And I, yeah. And I know we i mean i know we've talked about this in the past in terms of the we both disagreed on philadelphia where i felt that the bad stream was better than was was you know was it would be better to not to have a stream than to have a bad stream and I know that people disagree with me where I really enjoyed the Binder, Binder mm. stuff, but that's partly because of expectations. And this is the other thing that's interesting is that when you have um, expectations about what something is going to be, it's that that changes that definitely changes my viewpoint on it do you know what i mean so... yeah I,
0: I totally understand what you mean and look i think you're right like in in times past when we've seen different races like philadelphia or or whatever um slightly differently you know we're coming at it from slightly different perspectives as well but you know this is why ultimately with stuff like this island it. you know this is the kind of stuff that i think really is in the uci's uh remit in terms of you know when they're when they're working towards instituting minimum standards of coverage of races, um, including for, for top tier races. You know, um, video coverage. When when they um, ask for that sort of thing and start to make that a, a common requirement, to the point that races that that don't necessarily have to do it are trying to do it. You know, I think there's room there for the UCI to actually demonstrate what constitutes. Race coverage.
1: Yeah, I mean... You know, I, I mean what
0: constitutes I... video cameras, cameras from in front, um, motorbikes at this distance from riders, et cetera, et cetera. And again, it's not that those are like hard and fast rules. Someone gets fined if the motorbike drops back a bit too far or whatever. It's 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 a guideline, but it's something that, that then they know we can implement a standard and say to our broadcaster, you must do it this way yeah. rather than have a spot decision on the day From a producer or whatever who may or may not know how to cover a cycling race um going oh we'll just stay behind the main bunch and we'll follow the action from there
1: yeah i mean the thing is is, i feel incredibly churlish criticizing live live streaming and 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 part of it is the the pace of change has been so fast that Mm. you know literally eight different streams this weekend i couldn't watch them all because ah, I, I, ah. I, just it was just in it was just incredible, and that's fantastic. You know, a stream for every time zone. You know, yeah. There's, there's it was it was it was awesome, and I don't want to sound like I'm churlish. It's like I think it's one of those things that we're going to see that that that, that, that you know, two years ago we'd have been yeah. like ch- like cheering and cheering this, but in the context of exactly. 2017, and that's and I need to keep hold of that as well. So I'm not critical. So I'm not I'm not being like
0: yeah. You're, you're exactly right like it's not churlishness the thing is that in in a changing context in a changing environment the requirements and the nuanced details of what we discuss change you know like you say two years ago the conversation was about why can't we see these races
1: yes you know yes, and, yes, and yes. now
0: we're two years later and it's fucking awesome that we can see these races but that also opens up the question of you know, let's have a conversation about what kind of coverage we think we should have. What should it look like? What are the standards? What are the things? You know, and and that's the thing. It, it's it's a continuing evolution of the thing.
1: Yes. And I don't
0: think that's ever really going to go away because as we both know, the technology continues to change and, and grow. You know, we've seen in, in other forms of cycling, you know, experimentation with on-bike cameras and stuff and work better with some disciplines than others. Um, you know drones are are something that that get used every now and then there's there's all sorts of technologies that are going to continue to impact and and change the way that uh, race coverage in a broader sense is brought to us and as that happens it's a natural part of that ongoing conversation that we we work out what's the best way to use these things to to view what matters most which is the racing itself
1: yeah it's i mean it is and it is fantastic like I, I i the thing was that elsie Jacobs to me was uh, something for the fans yeah and that's great yeah. that's great that's fantastic that's wonderful um but it wasn't something and that's and it's going to be really interesting how we have that conversation too because it's it's fantastic that we're getting more and more like i can't tell you how how different this year is even from last year and how different last yeah. year is from the year before and 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 how fast how what the what the what the pace of change is being and also you know we come back to the fact that Elsie Jacobs is a small race run by volunteers admittedly in one of the wealthiest countries in the world but um you know, it's... sure
0: but but it doesn't change the fact that that is you know um by virtue of of its very structure different from uh uh for profit business
1: yes 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 so Elsie Jacobs, so the stage is a three-stage race it starts off with a prologue which is a short um individual time trial for anyone who's new to women's cycling um this was 2.8 kilometers and the reason they do that is so that it doesn't like give too much weight to the overall general general classification the prologue was won by ashley milman passio of cervello bigler who came back from that horrible hip injury um breaking the mm. hip after being hit by a moto in a race with lisa klein for, also from cervello bigler in second and christine mayerus luxembourgeois rider in the third place casey archibald fourth and Ami- amelia Ami- 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 Diedrickson in fifth now stage two won by Christina Mayerus, which is really, really important because this was the first time um the first time a stage I think has been won by uh by by a Luxembourg by a Luxembourg rider a rider from Luxembourg. So mm-hmm. you know it's it's like wow, that's exciting. Now Elsie jacob started off as a day race that then morphed over the years into a into two-day race, two separate day races. Then they added on a TTT. Then they changed it to a and, and it became a stage race. So it's kind of been growing and growing over the years. So it's kind of, yeah. it becomes, it's one of those ones which is interesting to talk about because you don't want to, um, you know, on the one hand, we talk about its history, but then on the other hand, its history has been very, very different over the years. But this is the first time a Luxembourg, a writer from Luxembourg, won it, won a stage there. So lots of excitement and especially lots of excitement from Bowles Dolmans, who basically have been ridiculously strong. Um, so, yeah, uh, uh, Christina Mayurus won the sta- won the, won the, won the first stage. The second stage was, uh, and she won it from a, from a small group, the second stage became a bunch sprint with bowls completely dominating the race and not letting anything get away at all. So it came to a bunch sprint. Won by Elise Delzen with Eugenia Bujak in second and Christine Mayurus in third, meaning Christine Mayurus was not just the only first stage winner, she was also the first Luxembourg, Luxembourgish um Luxembourgeois uh oh. G C winner two. And nice of Bowles Dolmans to give uh, you know to, to give chances to Christina Mayoris who works so 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 hard for her teammates. So final G C Mayor first, Eugenia Bujak from BTC City Ljubljana, Ashimuma Passio third, Lisa Klein fourth, Elise Delzen fifth. Nice. Um but uh uh Savello Bigler, I think they had uh four riders in the top ten on G C <laughs> Um, now the interesting thing about Boris dolmans that they were only they were riding half a team because their other half a team was over in the the the, 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 the Asda turd at Yorkshire. Um which yep. is a day race. It's been it's on its third iteration, but its first iteration we don't talk about because it was like um you know 70 kilometers nowhere near the men's race basically um put together thrown together at the last minute it wasn't the organizers fault they were given a very very short lead in time to do it right and then last year it was same day same course as the as the men's stage 2 of the men's race uh which uh-huh. is fantastic it's really really interesting and it's and and that was the same thing this year as well and It's a very exciting way to do it because, of course, it's a short stage for the men. So they get, you know, so that's that that makes it interesting there. But the fact that the men and women are racing exactly the same roads, literally exactly the same course, means that you really get the chance to see how how differently the same race can be ridden. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yes, absolutely.
1: Now, this one, if Elsie Jacobs was one for the fans, tour of yorkshire was one for everyone um right. but it had you know we talk about um there's two types there's three types of race profiles when you're looking on a race profile and it tells you what the race looks like you know that the, the physical profile um up and downy mountains and one of the key things to look at is what the axes you know what the what, what the um what the vertical axis axis yeah says. Yep. because um
0: yeah because package... if you if you if you highest reference point is 200 feet or 100 meters or whatever you know it's not that big a deal exactly
1: (laughs) exactly so so there's three kinds of profiles one and possibly the rarest a profile that reflects what the race is exact is like in real life Mm. two the dutch style profile where it's like the vertical axis is like in increments of one meter (laughs) Maybe or maybe two metres and it goes up to ten meters. And um and and it basically looks like it's a jagged, um if you imagine a series of little triangles next to each other, you know, sharp pyramids next to each other. Oh my god, look at this incredibly tough race. Oh right, look at the axis. Um and that's the kind of the the exaggerated axis, shall we say. Um then you have Italian style, giro, giro style specifically, where it looks incredibly benign. Yes, but, and then all of a
0: sudden, there's fourteen mountains in it, yeah. and no one knows where they came from. And
1: it's because it's going up in, you know, in increments of I don't know, fifty meters or hundred meters. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the as the tour de Yorkshire took the sec- took that Italian approach to their um, to their profile, and um, Yorkshire is i mean all of all of racing in england we don't particularly have flats we're pretty much all rolling right because of the nature of yeah. our ge- of our geography even flat places are rolling and we have heavy roads which are harder to ride on than than um, than, than continental uh slick smooth lovely tarmac our tarmac basically it takes more effort to ride a kilometer on a british road on a british road even if it was flat than it was on exactly the same road in europe because of the different makeup of our tarmac it's yeah it's it's um it's 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 interesting (laughs) But, (laughs) but so so when you looked at the profile of the course it really looked like oh a little gentle up and down a little gentle up and down there's the one hill it doesn't look that hard uh, <laughs> and it's right in the middle of the race this is a sprinters race right uh, it finishes on the same roads as the yorkshire grande part of the tour de france and i think it was 2014 which finished in a bunch sprint it's a sprinters race oh <laughs> um said Every team, apart from Balls-Dolmans, who had a slight hometown advantage because Lizzie Danan, Lizzie Armistead, as was, it's her, her. She's a Yorkshire girl, and you know she knows she. These are these are like roads she's ridden on a lot. So yes, I thought something was up when when in the the bunch of sprinters in Bowls um Chrissy Mayerus and a world champion, Am- Am- Amalia Diedrichsen, were over in Elsie um, Jacobs. And the lineup for um, Boels Dolmans only sent five riders to uh, to um, Yorkshire, and that was Nikki Harris, Nikki Brumaire on her first road race of the season. Okay, that's an interesting choice. But the other riders were Lizzie Danon, um, two times world champion, one on the track, one on the road. Uh, Anna van der Bleger, um yep. won the Olympic road race and bronze in the ITT, won the Giro. Uh, Chantal Bluck who won two rounds of the World Tour last year, Um, and Amy Peters, who's, like, only... You know, who's kind of... Her Palmares are less shiny because she only wins amazing races, you know? Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. And you're sitting there going, huh, they've only got five riders. Everyone else is bringing their sprint teams.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, this is the thing. When you only bring five riders, but when they're those five
1: riders,
0: and everyone else is bringing a sprint team, it's like clearly there are two different understandings of what this race will be
1: yeah and and it's it's kind of like huh okay so we started to get some ideas of what was what was what it was going to be like when 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 teams got there and were like oh holy shit yeah it's um it's a lot tougher than it looks on the profile yeah yeah (laughs) and so they had live tv from the go and I'm just going to give you a clue. What, what do you think might happen with that kind of team from Bowles-Dolmans? Where Bowles-Dolmans have got hometown favourite Lizzie Danon? They've just come off the block of the Ardennes where they won three, all three of the Ardennes races, the most hilly, difficult, some prestigious yeah. classics on there. I'm going
0: to go out on a limb and guess that a breakaway of, let's say, eight got away, which included five Bowles-Dolmans riders.
1: Well, not quite. But what they did do is attack, 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 attack there was a tax you know sometimes when some of the races we've had this year it's been pretty lucky we haven't had live tv from the go because they've kind of maybe taken the first you know they've kind of it's been a very very sunny spring in most places yeah, yeah? and it's been yeah let's 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 you know it's been like lack of wins lack of opportunities to escape right teams have gotten very have, have kind of ridden them very fast yeah so you wouldn't have missed much with some of the races, if i'm if i'm being honest if they hadn't had coverage right from the right from the gun but if they'd had yep. coverage right from the gun not so the tour of yorkshire which was just insane i can't even remember which kilometer the first attack went in but it was something like kilometer three and it was just oh, brutal and crazy and bowls were completely doing that bowls thing you're like sitting thing, you've only literally got i mean no offence to Nikki Brumea but this is her first race of the season and she didn't actually she hasn't ridden that much road um, since since met since she was focusing full-time on cyclocross anyway so you know like but even she's working hard but she's not like the team she's not like a team member. you know it's really like four riders but it's not really four riders because lizzie Danon and anna van der Blegger were very quiet in the first part of the race it was basically amy peters and chantelle black and if i'd have started an amy peters attack drinking game i probably would have died by the time they got to the first climb it was yes crazy and such a showcase for women's cycling just amazing anyway they get to a break the first break the, the proper break you know there's and it's that kind of updating where you don't even get the numbers before the brakes caught like brakes get away for like 10 kilometers and so you know and so on and it's just crazy but then a break hits and the break has um, amy peters in it it has top climber cloudy cloudy lichtenberg um it has uh it has all sorts of riders like that and uh, danny king from silence pro cycling um and various riders like that and they attack and they hit up the climb now behind them the as as they get nearer and nearer the climb the brakes drop the numbers dropping and at the bottom of the climb who should attack off the bottom but anna van der breger and lizzie Danon, who just look phenomenal riding mm. together up this climb it's a long climb and they basically catch the group that has amy peters in it and amy peters has been pushing 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 on the front of the climb as well which is really incredible because you'd think Claudia lichtenberg you know a zero winning climber could would, would be you know was there and you've got all these riders being dropped off this front group um they attack they go they they, they hit it up um amy anna van der breger and lizzie danen hit the front of the group Amy Peters then starts just working her socks off of them because that was the plan. Let's get yeah, yeah. one of our riders as far up the road as possible. So she's there to basically do a You're sitting there going, huh, this is a group of eight or nine, and it's got three bowls Donman's riders in it. This is a bit of a problem. <laughs> and then Lizzie Dana obviously looks at the makeup of the group, doesn't like it, and starts attacking.
0: Well, as is her want.
1: As is her want. Everyone is dropped except for Danny King. And it ends up with Lizzie Daynen, Anna van der Blegger, and Danny King racing together. And this mm-hmm. is halfway through the race. Six, like This is about um, 55, 50 to 55 kilometres left to go. Wow. Um, um, Amy Peters, while she's been dropped from the group, she's done her work. This is no criticism. Then decides, what am I going to do? I'm going to sit in the front group and basically i'm going to be a complete evil person and chase um with the front and chase 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 with that front chase with that front group because um you know i'm going to take my turn on the front and what that means is you ride slightly you know you change the tempo because when you're all riding together yep. it's much it takes much less energy than when um if you're having to switch up the pace so some rider takes that to yeah. the front and she even if she speeds up a bit it can kill you oh I've speed up. Yeah, on, exactly it's it,
0: it, it's that thing of it's, it's it can be quite subtle it doesn't need to be a massive disruptive thing and and as you say it can be it can be upping the tempo slightly rather than slowing it down or whatever it's the it's the push pull of of um making that rather than a smooth transition a little disrupted um that that does the job
1: you know now at this point i thought what was going to happen was that um it was that Anna van der Breger and Lizzie Dana would one two would team up on um uh Danny King, drop her, come one two on the podium with Amy Peters sprinting out of the chase for third, right? Yep. That's yep. that's that's what happens in this. But they could not shake Danny King. Okay. And so Danny is Danny is like Lizzie Lizzie Dana is doing all these like little digs, like real you know, real killer attacks
0: everywhere yeah, yeah. she
1: goes Danny King stays with her that's and awesome like, holy shit then something interesting happens Lizzie Dana has a chat with Danny King and she's clearly decided what we're going to do is try and right now Lizzie, oh, Lizzie
0: Dana so I was just gonna say so so she's trying to one-two Anna now
1: no 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 she makes Lizzie she makes Danny take turns
0: Oh, right.
1: Now I don't know what Lizzie Daynon does but she's an evil genius at getting people what she's really really good at is getting people to work in breaks when they really shouldn't. I don't mm. know what she says to them. I don't know if she's if she's if she compliments them. I don't know if she's evil to them I just do not know what she does. But Lizzie Daynon is a genius because you're saying Danny don't work. Jesus Christ make make Lizzie and, and yeah, and yeah. Anna. make
0: Lizzie and Anna do it. Because yeah. what
1: they're going to do is they're going to attack at some stage and drop you. Mm. and it's um it yeah. was the
0: second they get a hint that you're a little tired from having taken all those turns it's over yeah like don't don't make it easy for them to beat you
1: yeah so they end up with like so about 50k um they have about two minutes on the chase group van de is doing a lot of doing most of the work and it's every time it goes uphill Lizzie does do a little bit of um a does do a little bit of a um uh uh, uh, uh you know push pushing and you're thinking, actually shit, this is quite interesting because while Lizzie Dainan is very, very fast, Danny King is very, very fast and clearly at hmm. this point Danny King is the strongest rider. Yeah.
0: Okay. Wow.
1: Eventually they and and so they kind of come up to the second sprint point. Van der Breger is the one that's dropped. And it's Lizzie Dana and um and Danny King together. And it's like, okay, um Vanderbregger gets back and Lizzie just goes for one death or glory attack at 14k to go. Wow. Goes and wins and wins solo. Wow. That sounds like, awesome. It was so good, so good. Now, behind them. This group there's a group of about, let's say, um ten riders. Yep. So and the ten riders have got Amy Peters in there. Um it's got uh Um uh it's got it had well it comes to it comes to the end with ten riders because what it has is Ellen Van Dyke doing her Ellen Van Dyke thing to such an extent that Ellen Van Dyke gets dropped from that chase group because she's pushing 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 because in that group also for Sun where got Juliette LeBou, the young French young French rider Rosanna Slick mm-hmm. um, also yep. doing lots of work but they've got Corin Rivera yeah in that group is Georgia Bronzini Hannah Barnes um, who are just insanely good sprinters. Yeah. yeah? yeah. Uh, you've got Roxana Knaiteman who keeps attacking out of it. You've got Shara Gillow who decides not to do any work except attack at the end and nearly, 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 nearly make it to solo second. You've got Roxana Knaiteman wow. who's attacking and Danny King stays in that front group. But it comes to a bunch sprint. Corin Rivera wins the sprint for second, fifty five seconds behind Danan. George Bronzini third, Amy Peters fourth, Hannah Barnes fifth. Katrine Arud from Hypertech sixth, Shayla Gutiérrez, seventh, Shari Gillot, eighth, Roxana Kennethman ninth, Danny King tenth, and um they're, wow. they're kind of those those riders finished four seconds behind the front front sprinters. Wow. And Sartre Vandenbroek from um from Lensworld Zanata as well. So it's like it's what just... an amazing
0: finish. I really feel for Danny King though to to come out of that with tenth. That's brutal.
1: Oh, but Danny King, I mean, you if you can survive being out in a group being having Anna van der Beger and Lizzie Danon attacking you at the same time.
0: <laughs> true, true. That's gonna do a lot for your confidence in future races. That's very true.
1: Yeah, it's just it's just phenomenal. Like like Danny King was so strong, and we haven't really seen that Danny on the road, you know, on the road this year. We saw her potential danny king she the the story of danny king obviously she's a multiple olympic um she's got olympic gold world champion goals in team pursuit on the track fantastic track racer was dropped quite brutally from the um uh from the British, by British cycling who didn't just drop her from the track they also dropped her from the road so she didn't get to go to the olympics she didn't get to go to the world championships even until you know the, the, the in in 20 in 2015 even though she was out there with her team um uh with her with with her team for the ttt um i think it's been quite hard for her adapting to not winning yep Because she's used to being part of the team pursuit squad that's just, you know, completely dominant. And she says herself that she's her own worst enemy. She gets into her own head and she freaks herself out, you know. So for Danny King, although she came 10th, she was so the rider of the race for me, along with Amy Peters, who was just worth her weight in gold, like just Phenomenal. yeah um another rider who was amazing was audrey cordon who was dropped from the front who'd been in the front group chasing and doing work i mean the the thing that was really frustrating was that danen only won by 55 seconds right but yep, once yep. danen was out solo the chase group just stopped working like they didn't they clearly there was um there was uh audrey cordon who was absolutely killing herself for georgia bronzini she um, mm. was doing some work. There was all of Sunweb doing some doing work. You know, to the point that they, you know, they dropped Laboo and Slick and Van Dyke, um, Laboo and Van Dyke from that from that front group. You know, obviously Amy Peters isn't going to do some work, but the rest of them just if they, you think, God, if they'd have got together, if they'd have got it together yeah, and yeah. worked together, they could probably have caught Danon, but but she just yeah she,
0: yeah exactly i mean look we've seen it over and over and over again a, a solo writer is is very catchable if the chase group wants to catch them
1: yeah yeah so it was it was really really interesting i'm pretty sure that um that audrey cordon rigaud would have come out like spitting at the at the at the at the fact that you know people basically missed the chance but you know lizzie and it was uh it was such a it was apparently it's been like 10 months since she last won a race and really yeah and she apart from team time trials and she yeah, yeah. and it's on it's on yorkshire roads she worked so 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 hard for uh the mm. team during the you know was second in every race in the ardennes which i think were on her goal you know were on her goal list yeah so, absolutely that way. so yeah so she got her return there's all these adorable pictures of her hugging her little niece, who's in a rainbow jersey, and being surrounded by little mini cycling Her her club, Otley Cycling Club, is full of oh, little girl girls nice. in nice. national, you know, in world champion stripes and in Bolz Dolman's uh, kits. Um, you know, so there's all these pictures of the little Otley minis like surrounding <laughs> Lizzie um, Lizzie Daynan. and it's one of those things that, for all of the stuff that's happened last year, you know, with her. And all of the kind of weirdness that's happening in the press with her very, very weird book um, book sales yes. tour that's happening at the moment. It was just, yeah, it was just, it was a perfect win, you know. I mean, I would have loved to see Danny King win it, of course, but it was a fairy, you know, it's the fairy tale that Lizzie yeah, Dana yeah. exactly. needs. So, yeah, it's... Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, it's great for Lizzie and, and you know, all all respect to Lizzie's win and, and the way, you know, she won it in a very convincing style. That's great. Yeah. Um I'm I'm with you though. When you give me that setup, I'm like, Oh, I need the underdog win for Danny King, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cool. so so
1: yes, yeah, so it was um it was awesome basically yeah I was... it sounds
0: great and like you said before like it would have been so good to be able to see that right from the start that would be incredible
1: yeah i mean and and you know what if you're in britain or if your computer thinks you're in britain or if you're <laughs> in the states and have cycling tv you can rewatch the whole thing awesome it's only up for a month in britain but it's free it's free to view if you're in britain or your computer bpn thinks you're in britain yep. There's tons of highlights. There's amazing social media out of it. Awesome. Like, it was just great. And it was it was lovely. It was amazing having, you know, Rochelle Gilmore and uh, and Ned Bolting doing the commentary. It's free to air. They, they have to show, it's a commercial channel, so they had to show a lot of adverts. And some people were getting a bit frustrated because the ads, what they had to, you know, they have to show a certain number of adverts in an hour. So they basically right. front loaded them
0: well that's the correct way to do it i mean i get that people get frustrated about it but this is one of my pet peeves with commercial cycling broadcasting because for example in australia um you know bearing in mind that i swore off them two years ago because they had what i consider to be institutional problems with sexism um but their coverage on sbs tended to Backload their ads, so the later in the race it got, the more ads they were showing, and it's like fuck, this is the, like no, don't take the race on the take the ad break on the critical climb or the critical descent off the back of the critical climb,
1: like fuck. No, they they had obviously scope. I'm ITV four are used to showing cycling. They're the yeah, they're the, they're the free in in you know they're. They, they, and it they makes a huge a difference. Yeah, and and so they were really, really. They know that they have to get a certain number in every hour. It's not like Eurosport where you can really front load them over your three-hour programs, you know. Mm. Um, but they did it. <clears throat> they did it so that they could have completely uninterrupted the first climb, you know, the, the whole of the climb, for example. Yeah, yeah. They did it so that you could go right into the finish of the race, and you know, immediately after the race, they jumped to ads so that they can then show you the, you know, they can then they can then show you um the in you know interviews interviews and reactions oh god and dan okay i saw the best use of a sponsor and the best use can link to a sponsor product and i think you'll like this you know dear listener that we like the ridiculous side of cycling
0: (laughs) well given that we live on that side of
1: cycling i think it's fair (laughs) Um, you know we like crazy prizes, yeah? And yes. crazy prizes might include, for example, winning your body rate and the weight of your mechanic in rice. <laughs> <laughs> ah! Ah!
0: i love that for so many reasons one of which is you know cyclists are so notoriously like tiny that like uh, uh, thankfully they they added the mechanic in because otherwise there'd be nothing but then two cyclists are so notoriously tiny they'll never eat that much rice ever
1: you've you've never seen a cyclist eat man um (laughs) um, we like that when you win a you know when you win a sword at the at the the velcro spania um uh, stage for in a town in toledo you know in Toledo that's famous for steel. So you win a sword. Um Intro Leon, you win a a a pig.
0: Who doesn't love a good pig though? Seriously.
1: A a pig you win an actual pig. But this is even better. And it's the one of the best use of sponsor products ever seen. So um Lizzie Dana also won the Sprint jersey as well as the as well as the entire race. And the Sprint Journey jersey was sponsored by a company called Aunt Betty Bessie's Yorkshire Puddings
0: right
1: uh, yorkshire puddings if you don't know they're a yorkshire speciality as the name implies that are basically a savory thing made out of batter
0: yeah but it's like um like it's a battery thing that gets cooked in the oven right yeah
1: it's a battery thing that gets cooked in the oven um in yorkshire you you know they, they'd use it as a plate yeah so you get yeah, the, yeah you get your sunday roast in the yorkshire pudding and then you eat the plates hurrah yummy um They are delicious, and um, Aunt Bessie's does uh, frozen Yorkshire puddings. Oh, the prize that the the trophy that you won for the Aunt Bessie's sprint journey jersey was made of Yorkshire puddings. What it is amazing! You have to go to our site, prowomencycling.com, where you can look on it and see the trophy made of Yorkshire puddings.
0: Oh, wow. Wow. It's is just... the trophy is the trophy in the shape of a giant Yorkshire pudding no. made out of smaller Yorkshire no. puddings though that would be perfect.
1: It's in the shape of a trophy made out of oh. different size Yorkshire puddings.
0: That's that's still pretty good. That no, is still pretty is. good.
1: Honestly, honestly, it is perfect. It's ridiculous and it's it's insane and it it's got the name Yorkshire in it and it's just perfect it's just mm. it's just and you're sitting there going yeah no that's genius i mean that's just that's that's a sponsor definitely i remember who sponsored the sprint jersey <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> well and 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 look from a marketing point of view that is the single greatest measure of success <laughs> like... yeah so
1: everyone's like sharing this picture of lizzie lizzie danen holding a trophy made out of yorkshire puddings with aunt bessie's and asda which which sponsors the um, which is the lead sponsor which is where you can buy your aunt bessie Yorkshire pudding, so yeah. Um, well
0: played. Well played.
1: Um, if I would really, I know I'm set this. My my theme this cycling year is we can make a difference, yeah. And so, yep. please, please, if you liked any of these races, um, go onto their websites and thank their sponsors, um, because they're just it's just been phenomenal. It's just phenomenal. And there's a I can't remember how much the prize pot was for the Asda Tour de Yorkshire last year, it was 50,000 pounds which okay. was very sh- for a very short amount of time the biggest women's cycling prize pot in the world. Um, the reason it was only for a very short amount of time was because the Prudential Ride London Classic decided to play um, prize money arms war. And uh, <laughs> yeah normally prizes as you know are shared between all members of the team and the team staff so you know riders might win a thousand euros and a thousand euros doesn't go far shared between six riders and a couple of members of team staff but yeah this is um insanely insane <laughs> it's ridiculous so yes yeah, so it's a great race um asda are a fantastic sponsor i'm really really impressed they stuck around after last year's debacle uh with not with the live coverage um and yes. as you said dan this is an aso race uh the armory sports organization association who yep, run yep. Who, who run you know who so you know Dear ASO, this is what happens when you show us a really great race. Please, can we have this with liege Baston liege And yeah. Um, yeah,
0: exactly. And, and forgive me, you know, beloved listeners, dear listeners, favourite listeners, my best listeners, we adore you all. But, you know, this is why I bang on about this sort of shit, is because this is an organisation who have the history, the pedigree, the skill, the experience, like everything they need to be able to do a better job on those bigger races. You know, when when we get the the head of ASO coming out and saying, Oh, you know, gotta walk you gotta crawl before we can walk, you know, in terms of this is why we can't have a women's parirou bay, it's just bullshit. The women are more than capable of racing the race, and the organisation is more than capable of putting together the race. The question is whether or not they have the the willingness to do it.
1: Yeah, and this is, I mean, and while it's an ASO race, it's been outsourced to um, Gary Verities, the person, the the and his and and and, and uh, is the is the guy who's organising it. So, and he's yep. and after the after the disastrous first year. They went. um They went to. The, you know, it's it's kind of been. It's just been up on the up and up and up. And world championships is in Yorkshire in 2019. And yeah, it's going to be a spectacular be, world. It's going to be amazing. So yeah, um, that will
0: be a cracking world, not least to see. Because as you already say, there's so many ways to race it, and you know, riders like Lizzie um you know will have a great advantage in terms of already knowing it but i think following this year's tour to yorkshire that you know there's going to be a lot of teams and riders who've learned their lesson from that too and are going to get to know those roads pretty well
1: yeah yeah so um other races it was the first round of the downhill mountain bike world cup in lourdes in beautiful lourdes insane weather like it snowed the day before it started the women oh my to, god the women got to race in um the women got to race in in like it was so windy that people's the tents that the mechanics working and stuff were all blow we're all blowing yep. down the wow. when the when the men elite men went off they the weather was so shocking like there was no visibility i was amazed it wasn't cool yeah. because it was phenomenally bad weather which meant that in the men's side it was a total shake-up because like riders all like you look because the best the the, the in a downhill mountain bike, what happens is they have they have a couple of days out there where they do qualification runs, mm. um, the quality you know seed right, rides, and basically the, the 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 people who've ridden the qualifications fastest start last, yeah, yes. which um, normally makes the competition super exciting. In this case, it was a massive disadvantage because the weather was. T- terrible and yeah well
0: with, with terrible weather you also get increasingly worse track conditions too oh. which is the other part oh, of it my you God. know because every rider before you's torn it up so
1: luckily the women weren't hit you know were out by the weather and it was it had been interesting because rachel atherton um is mm-hmm. still was on her unbroken one last year she had a per yep. the, the perfect season which means that she won every every world cup and yeah. world championships
0: which just such a staggering achievement! She's on Amazing. Something,
1: she was on something like thirty-six races, consecutive wins. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. but tiny Seagrave, young British rider, had beaten her in qualies. Now, one of the things that's interesting is in the past we got the mountain bike. Um, uh, uh, like we haven't had all of the top riders shown. Like they, they, they mm. or the whole of the, they, they, they've shown like the top eight or the top five, and the argument has been that the. Stret depth of field hasn't been there for the women in the same way as it is for the men it's still a young sport but it's also especially a younger sport for the women however yep. this year the skill levels have totally taken a step up i mean obviously it helps that it's the start of the season so there aren't so many riders out with out with injuries but the skill the skill levels have totally taken a step up and the times were phenomenal everyone was yeah. looking amazing yeah. but when rache atherton kicked off she was just oh so so incredibly strong and Mm. and in a still still in a class of her own one yeah yeah um and yeah her 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 unbeaten run is still there she said afterwards that she was absolutely it's killing her she wants to be she wants to be um, beaten because it's killing her. I was
0: going to say, for her, the pressure must mount every single time, like you know, and and like there's that 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 moment where you just want it, to, you just want someone to beat you so that it's over.
1: Yeah, basically. <laughs> so that-
0: yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's like um, it's like pulling off a bandaid or something like this. Like you just want the pain over quickly. Just grip it and rip it. Just yeah, get yeah, it yeah. done.
1: Yeah, and she was saying that she was being sick all morning, like before she took her race because she was just so freaking out. But the thing about yeah. Rachel is she is absolutely charming, and all she does is like mm. big up her rivals. Like, oh, you know, I I totally I thought Tiny was that's... going to beat me.
0: Exactly. That's the other part of it too, is there's no rider in the in the women's mountain biking, yeah, downhill mountain bike scene who wants to see other women succeed as much as Rach Atherton does. Like, yeah. you know, there's this is the thing. When she says that she is is looking forward to someone beating her, it's not it's not like a a humble brag or her her big noting herself or anything like that at all. It's her literally saying, you know, look at all these amazing writers around me. One of them is definitely going to beat me sometime soon, and I can't wait to see who it'll be.
1: Yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah. so I mean, but Rach, but you know, they're not. It's they're, and she says all she says herself that she's that that the that the, 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 the um that she that that it's not her that, 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 that it's because everyone else gets better that makes her get better like she's completely yeah, yeah
0: exactly exactly it's that that same thing it's it's um it's like the old saying iron sharpens iron like yeah. you know you you keep putting pressure on each other to keep going so yeah that's awesome
1: yeah so Rachel Atherton, harney seagrave tracy hannah in third australian um miriam Nicola france in fourth manon carpenter in fifth miranda miller canadian sixth Marine of France; Morgan Shah, seventh and eighth; Emily Siegenthaler of Switzerland, ninth, and Mariana Salazar from El Salvador in tenth. And yeah, um, it's, nice. it's it's a really you know, I mean, it's there's nowhere near as many women as many women as men in the downhill scene, but it's just getting so so better. And yeah, and we were able to. I mean, we I could watch it. It wasn't just on Red Bull Bike who's um, who had technical problems. It was on my actual TV
0: Oh, so good. And like you say, lords. I mean, all the downhill stuff is in amazing locations, but but lords is just fucking gorgeous yeah, if you it's have the ch- disgusting how beautiful it is. if you
1: have a chance to watch the mountain bike the, co- the commentators claudio calori and rob warner are so enthusiastic and happy and they'll really love their sport and it's it's the, the scenery is breathtaking the riding is insane so yeah do it do, watch some if you get the chance because it's just it's beautiful i love it and i'm mm-hmm. sure you will too um other things last week i went to london where i was on woman's hour
0: Awesome. Um, I don't know exactly what Woman's Hour is, but going to London and being on something like that makes me think it's a TV show or maybe a radio show or something like that.
1: Uh, It's a radio show. It was started in the 1940s on BBC, as I think for Housewives, basically. Um, And it's, it's basically a program about stuff connected that connects to women it's obviously got a very feminist oh, plant and has had a feminist yeah. plant since the 70s i mean obviously they love their male listeners too but it's it's a, it's a sure show.
0: but that's so cool i mean it, this is the thing is i mean i appreciate you saying that that's awesome and sweet and very wonderful of you but you know for anyone who's stupid enough in in the context of talking to us to go oh but what about men it's like fuck you 90 something percent of media is about men <laughs> <laughs> like the women get an hour like let them have an hour it's okay so
1: normally <laughs> women's hour is a magazine press 45 minutes a magazine program yep. that that does lots of different topics awesome. this time it was all on women's cycling wow and we went to the london bike kitchen which is this incredible london um it's it's like it's a place where you turn up and you'll get taught how to fix your own bike problems. They will fix your bike for you, nice. but they'll teach, yeah, you yeah, to, yeah. They'll, they'll teach you how to fix your how to fix your bike. They have um, a regular women and gender variant uh, drop-ins, and so yep. you know. To, 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 and it's just a lovely place. Um, brilliant. Gen, Jenny Gwiedalski is who is the director. is fantastic, and I'm going to interview her for the podcast sometime. That sounds
0: brilliant. Um, just out of curiosity, what day was that? <laughs> I'm just, I just, I'm just idle, idle question, no agenda, just curious to know.
1: <sighs> okay, I was in London on, I can't even remember, uh, Thursday maybe, Wednesday or Thursday.
0: Okay, uh, like, uh, okay, cool, cool, good to know, good to know. <sighs> <sighs> oh. That's awesome. No, seriously, like I genuinely—I was just curious to get it straight in my head yeah. in terms yeah, was, of timing. It
1: was shown. On it live. was. It, it was shown. As, um, it was. It was recorded. Kim, Kim. It was recorded as live, and yep. it was. Um, it had. Rush, it had Jenny talking about London Bike Kitchen and teaching presenter Jane Garvey how to fix a puncture. Nice. They had Dr. Astrid Swenson, who's a um, a social historian, talking about yep. women and cycling in history. They had nice. Rochelle Gilmore and uh, who runs Wiggle High Five and is an ex-rider mm. and uh, Grace Garner, one of her riders, talking about um, uh, their 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 like yeah, their, their, their cycling I talked yep. about social media. They had an interview with Tracy Mosley. They had an interview with a awesome. Volvo healthcare specialist who talked about um, interesting um, so saddle about sores. saddle issues, I yeah, assume about saddle yeah. sores and 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 yeah. Yep. And so it was a really 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 varied program, and you can watch awesome. It, so you can listen to it forever. Is...
0: Yes, that's exactly what I was going to ask. How can we hear it?
1: I'll put a link to it on our site, prowomenscycling.com. Fantastic. Um, I
0: Genuinely, I'm really excited to hear that. That's awesome.
1: Cool. And while I was in London, I also, Jenny Gwiardowski and Alex Davis, who works for Look, Mum, No Hands, they have a podcast um, uh-huh. called Wheel Suckers. And so I was on their podcast <laughs> trying to show Jenny, who's got no interest in professional cycling at all, why she should, <laughs> give, why she should give a shit about the Tour of Yorkshire. <laughs>
0: just I, I don't I mean maybe it's a spoiler and if it is a spoiler feel free to to just call it as such and not answer but did you succeed did yes. you, did you...
1: Yes. yes yes I did I think I did I hope so And we had a really fun conversation anyway <laughs> um if uh, we all suckers they're both awesome so basically their podcast is about they're two women who work in the cycling industry in very different ways who are mates who just talk about what's gone on in their week and things they like yeah. in, in, in cycling so yeah um
0: wow. oh. there's
1: also so listen to those for those please uh you can also if you're interested in the issues of saddle sores um emily chappell friend of the podcast also wrote yes. about them for the casket uh, magazine website um and Casquette is also the spring version is also out so that also has rochelle gilmore on it but it's also got marine devries um yep. uh, and it's also about uh um things that we can all do you know things that we can all do and 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 inspire inspiring us ourselves so that's something to look out for it's completely free you might have to pay postage if you can't pick it up in a cycling related emporia near you yeah um what else oh god dan there's one thing i want you to watch um when you get back home uh you know we love um bmx rider Caroline yeah 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 yep
0: caro's great
1: Caro is great, and Caro has going around the world. I think it's with her boyfriend Barry Nobles, who's a does big trick, jumpy, stunty things. Yep. Um, one of the things he does is the nitro circus, which is you know some kind of extreme sport. It's a
0: particular type of extreme sport, you know, spectacular extravaganza. I think.
1: Anyway, there's a video of Caro Buchanan going down the nitro circus big ramp. Uh huh. Which is a huge 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 great big fucking huge ramp now yes it's a mega ramp now i really loved the video of caro doing it because she's so charming and so sweet but they also put up a video of barry uh coaching caro through it where she's standing yep. at the top going "My, i don't think i can pedal because my legs are shaking so much yeah and yep. she's absolutely terrified of this huge mega ramp
0: and like, like for those who don't know, like the, when when Sarah says huge mega ramp, I haven't seen this, but I already know. Like they're fucking big. <laughs> like they are not. They are not for the faint-hearted. As, um, you know, like if you're if you're slightly afraid of heights, these ramps will challenge you. Now, like <laughs> they're big.
1: Cara Buchanan is a mountain um, BMX world champion, a BMX superstar, a four-cross superstar. She's ridden some downhill. Yep. She is no. St- stranger to adrenaline
0: and and not afraid of a challenge either like Kara's a tough woman she you know it's part of why we like her so much is you know a combination of great media great social media presence great personality but also just a fuck off good writer yeah mm. yeah wow
1: so cool yeah, so um, watch watch those videos. They're fantastic. Definitely. And there's also a really good, lovely, amazing video of riding the Atavic Trail in the in in, in, the, in the Aosta Valley, which people have been a part a uh, an amazing set of uh, mountains in in the Alps, where people have been crossing um, uh, crossing this pass for like millennia. Mm, mm. And uh, between it, uh, it's just Italy and, and Swiss and Switzerland, it's just gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous thing. If you want to watch it and go, oh, wow! I I want to ride, I want to ride in mountains. This is the one for you. So there's all sorts of awesome. things to see. Go to our site, prowomencycling.com. Coming up, the Tour of Chongming Island World Tour, the first world tour yep. to happen outside of Europe. Um, uh-huh. There's not much to say about the course. There's island... not a lot
0: to say about it. You know, you can't really watch it. It's no, not no, the no, most no. exciting. It, you
1: know, it was last year. It was all sh- streamed live. Yeah. But... If you don't mind yeah. helping of malware coming along with your yes
0: like, exactly, which is why they can't really watch it. I mean, my, you know, my, unless my... you've got a device that you're willing to throw away at the end. But yeah, sure. My,
1: I tried. I I, I turned it. To, I turned on the stream, and my antivirus software went hell no. Yes. And, and, <laughs> it
0: was it was like it was one of those hell no, holy fucking shit, no no no. As it backed away, like it literally walked across the room. <laughs> it yeah, it was, was not like it was that. it was like the
1: Noctopus, if you've seen a Noptopus, um meme. Anyway, um, but the island is 80 kilometers wide 16 18 18 kilometers 80 kilometers long 18 kilometers wide i think the hi- the highest point is when they go up onto the road bridge um yeah. it's got like th- maybe three meters change in height if that um it's it's basically bunch sprinter armatastic, uh but and- Traditionally,
0: it's not been the most exciting racing, but one of the things that does keep me, you know, interested in it is that um, last year we saw um, our first Chinese riders.
1: Quan Ying of um, Chinese. She wasn't Chinese Dan. She was Taipei. Well, it depends on who you
0: ask. China still said they're Chinese.
1: Oh, oh, oh! She's Taiwanese from Taipei.
0: Anyway. Point being that we're starting to see some local riders really make a breakthrough, which is probably a mix of a couple of things as, as local riders step up and, and get stronger. But also, um, you know, as we've discussed, the, the sort of nature of the amount of racing that's available now means that um, that European teams are a little more selective in what they attend and who they send. So yeah, and, and it, it's, it's it not can still be exciting. very interesting racing
1: it's not an exciting race like in, except for the you know obviously the riders try and make it as exciting as possible It's yes. not an exciting course and you have to be careful about what you eat because of the issue about tainted meat and yes. so and it's very expensive to get to so you will see a yeah. few of teams but as dan says this gives opportunities for local riders from local mm. local riders
0: which I, which genuinely, apart from you know the nice thing of local rider done good sort of thing, I I actually welcome because it, it also then by its nature grows the opportunity for riders from that part of the world to enter the the elite peloton,
1: Absolutely. you know. And there aren't
0: there aren't a lot yet, but I I look forward to there being more, you know. Um, and yeah, so it's it's one of those ones like like Sarah says the the parkours themselves are not the most exciting, but you know, it doesn't mean that we can't have interesting notes to take away from the race. Yep.
1: Yeah. Then coming up, we also have the uh Tour of California World Tour happening. So Chongming is the fifth to the seventh of May. California is the eleventh to fourteenth of May, with lots of other racing. The next late race that's definitely live is um the last stage of the Imakamin Bira on the 17th to the 21st. Um oh. and the last and we've also got the first round of the BMX Supercross World Cup this week which is live if you want to watch it. BMX is super exciting. And again, the commentating makes it really easy to understand. So that's us. Ha! Right, Dan is going to go. And next time we hear from him, he might be a little bit depressed. So send him your love (laughs) and messages of adoration on at DanWOfficial, where he'll be he promised us not to talk too much about how Japan is better than everywhere else in the world ever, 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 ever. Um, you can reach me on at PW cycling and go to our site, prowomencycling dot to see all the videos and things and links to things we talked about this week.
0: Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Um, wish Sarah well as she heads to Glasgow um, to, you know, provide Glasgow kisses to all and sundry. <laughs> and, um, and we'll be back again next week to discuss even more uh, amazing live streams and incredible program and cycling. Yeah.
1: Bye. Bye.